Most of the time, I barely notice. I rarely click on the link to find out what else they may have retweeted. But this time, with my mind totally on me, myself, and oh my, I felt the need to see who else my follower had retweeted. So I started scrolling, and you know what I discovered? I'm not nearly as clever as that brilliant woman whose tweets are so profound. I have far fewer followers, so I must not be as interesting or well-liked. I am obviously not as capable and keen because I can manage tweeting just once or twice every two days, but other friends of mine seem to tweet up to 12 times a day. I know this because I counted. Yes, can you believe I counted? And they are so much wittier. How can they be that funny using so few letters? They have a presence on Pinterest. You can find them illuminating Instagram. They're brilliant and busy, put together and perfect. How perfect? Most of these women I was comparing myself to blog every day. E-V-E-R-Y-D-A-Y. Seriously. Sometimes I don't even shower every day. That's not something I would tweet. Hashtag gross. All Twitter was doing was making me feel insecure. So what did I do? I closed Twitter and opened up Facebook. And instead of popping open my page and leaving a post... I clicked on the pages of other friends, especially the other authors and speakers I know. Now here's something you need to understand. Because I am blind, navigating Facebook is just plain hard for me. Even though my iPhone talks to me, Facebook isn't always user-friendly for those who can't see. So for me to spend my time, precious time that I should have spent refreshing and recharging, clicking and tapping until my knuckles were swollen and my fingertips were raw just shows my momentary obsession with myself and my desperate search for a sense of identity. In comparing myself to these other women, I found myself falling short in just about every category. I wasn't popular enough. My posts weren't pithy enough. I needed to engage my audience more. Showing my vulnerability? I wasn't doing that either. I discovered that followers light up the like button when the poster seems frail, authentic, or vulnerable. And as far as friends go, well, I was hundreds of followers behind this woman or that woman. Here I was measuring my success by how many Facebook followers I had. Whatever the number, it was lower than hers, so it wasn't high enough. My level of self-awareness was at an all-time high, and my sense of value was at an all-time low. By this point, I was completely discouraged and feeling like an uninteresting, droopy-eyebrowed, saggy-kneed, unpopular, has-been woman. Compared to everyone else, I felt invisible. I hadn't thought about myself this much for this long in years, and I was miserable. The more I looked at me to find me, the less I could see who I was. Now, you may think that someone like me who is often in the spotlight has no reason to be so whiny. I know, I know. I'm not proud of what I just shared with you. You may also think I would or should never feel this type of insecurity. You may wonder how someone who is seen and heard by so many people could ever feel insecure, inadequate, or invisible. But I want to be gut honest with you right here at the start of this book. Sometimes the spotlight can accent, point out, and advertise every insecurity you have, even insecurities you didn't know you had. And the more people you have staring at you, the more invisible you can feel. 
We are all the same, whether we stand in the spotlight or feel like we live in the shadows. We all long to be seen, known, and accepted. Now, I could explain my momentary identity crisis by saying, see what media will do to a woman? I could recommend we all turn off the television, retire the radio, and stay off of social media. I could suggest that we eliminate all forms of advertising from our lives and thus avoid those evil marketers whose goal is to make you feel like a loser so you will purchase their products. I could rant and rave that Facebook and Twitter will do nothing but pulverize your self-esteem. But media isn't the problem. Media simply reveals the problem. On that August day, the media merely served as a spotlight shining on the issue that was already there. I was having a walking, talking, Facebook stalking identity crisis. But wait a minute. How could this happen? After all, I was a Christian for heaven's sake.